This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, a special program on the severe shortage of teachers in the world and the underfunding of public education systems. And singing... This is Radio Labor. We at Education International are launching our new global campaign. Go public, fund education. David Edwards is the General Secretary of Education International. EI is the Global Union for Teachers and Other Education Workers. It represents some 30 million educational staff in 172 countries. In Canada, EI affiliates include the Canadian Teachers Federation, the Canadian Association of University Teachers, and three unions in Quebec. EI is renewing its commitment to quality education with a new campaign entitled Go Public, Fund Education. We are facing unprecedented challenges around the world. Education is at risk. The alarming and growing global teacher shortage is threatening the right to education everywhere. This shortage denies our students their right to learn. It denies them the bright futures they deserve. This shortage has a major impact on teachers and their workloads. Resignation rates are skyrocketing. New teachers are leaving the profession, and the number of people who want to join our profession is in dramatic decline. The widespread policies driving uncompetitive pay, unsustainable workloads, and growing precarious work makes it impossible to recruit and retain the teachers we need. The solution to the worldwide shortage of teachers is clear. We need to fund public education systems, invest in teachers, guarantee labor rights, and ensure good working conditions. We need manageable workloads and competitive salaries. We need to value teachers, respect teachers. We need to ensure that they are central to decision-making, and we need to trust their pedagogical expertise. The United Nations Transforming Education Summit of 2022 was a first step to build the political will to prioritize education, increase education financing, and invest in teachers. The summit called on governments to invest more and more equitably in education. We now have a key opportunity to organize and mobilize as unions. We need to mobilize at the local, national, regional, and global levels so that all governments commit to funding public education. We need to make sure we have the working conditions to teach and our students have the environments they need to learn. As the global voice of the teaching profession, we will mobilize for quality public education as a fundamental human right and a public good. We must fully fund public education systems and empower, respect, and pay the teachers and education workers who are the beating heart of education. The need for free public education is apparent all over the world. In the United States, the richest country in the world, there is a severe funding crisis. I talked to Stacy Pelica about the situation in the U.S. Ms. Pelica is the director of research for the National Education Association. 
the NEA, represents 3 million education workers in the country. I asked her if the U.S. has a teacher shortage, and if so, why? We certainly do, and I would say that it's not only a teacher shortage, but it is a broad school staff shortage. So we're seeing shortages of what we call education support professionals, so folks who drive buses, work in food service, paraeducators, school counselors are also experiencing shortages, social workers, administrators, it's across the board. In terms of why, I think one important thing is that this predates the pandemic. So when we look at the data, we start to see that job openings are outpacing hires as early as 2017, so well before the pandemic, and that's across the entire education sector in the U.S. We're also seeing that the percent of educators who quit each month has been increasing steadily since 2009. So clearly, this is something that didn't come about because of the pandemic, but the pandemic certainly exacerbated it. In terms of the pandemic itself, we have about 250,000 fewer people working in the local public education sector. So that would be our K-12 schools primarily than we did prior to the pandemic. So we, we certainly did see a pandemic effect. But going back to the broader issue of why, I think number one is just pay. It's a pretty straightforward answer. And survey after survey, we see that people are considering leaving the profession because of pay, that pay is the thing that would keep them in the profession if it increased, that people are wary to enter teacher preparation because of pay, and that parents are concerned about their children selecting teaching as a career because of the pay. So at this point, according to the Economic Policy Institute, the wage gap between teachers in the U.S. and comparably educated professionals is 23.5%. So we have this growing and very large gap in terms of pay. A couple of the other issues, working conditions, clearly one of those big issues certainly became more of a challenge during the pandemic in terms of maintaining the health and safety of our educators and our students. We have extremely high rates of job-related stress among teachers in the U.S., so twice as many teachers reported frequent job-related stress than general people in the public who are working, according to a RAND survey. So we have very high rates of job-related stress. We have a lot of political issues in the U.S. that are affecting schools, so teachers are experiencing challenges to how they teach, what they teach. And then other issues like during the pandemic, masking in the classroom. We have a policy environment that is really focused on standardized testing right now, which has led to less freedom for teachers to shape their own curriculum and what they teach in the classroom and how they teach. Going back to the pay thing, we don't adequately supply our schools. So teachers are spending an average of around $500 a year on supplies because they don't have enough copier paper or markers or other things that they need to adequately do their jobs. And then this issue really compounds itself. So now that we have shortages, we're seeing that people are even more stressed out because they have to cover for the people who are not there anymore. So if, if someone is out or someone leaves their position, Everyone else in that school has to try and cover that class. So that means that people aren't getting their prep periods, which is making the working conditions even worse and people even more stressed out. So it's a really complex issue, but it's very clear that we do have a shortage right now. It must hurt to become a teacher and want to be a teacher and then find out that you're disrespected, you don't have the resources, you're not fully paid. What is happening to these people? 
it's really heartbreaking because we hear over and over again that people want to be teachers. They love working with their students. They love helping students learn. And they love working in schools for the most part. But when you're confronted with political challenges in some communities, just you know, your neighbors being angry at you, you're confronted with students who, you know, the entire country and world has been through a traumatic event over the last few years. So, we, you know, students who have been home for a few years, they need to catch up on social skills. They would need to catch up on academics. They also need a lot of social emotional support. They are also hurting. And then you don't have the staffing necessary to help achieve that. So you as a teacher are trying your best to do many different things at the same time. And you don't have the support that from the system that you need to achieve that. You don't have enough counselors in your school or social workers or psychologists or education support professionals. I don't want to understate how important they are in this equation. So you may not have enough paraeducators to help support your classroom. Your students may not have that regular bus driver that they got used to seeing every morning who can kind of flag issues for you and, and help be that other supportive person who is in that child's life. And it just weighs on people, the the fact that all of that is happening. And then on top of that, there's this, this message in the U.S. that somehow teachers are to blame for closing schools during the, the pandemic and the loss of student learning. And in fact, that was, a, that was based in health and safety. And schools did not close. They closed to in-person instruction. Teachers were still working. They were working from home. They were doing everything they could to help students stay on track during the pandemic. And they were also taking care of their own children often at home and helping those children learn. So I don't think you can understate the amount of work that our educators have done over the last few years. And to finish that phase of history and have people blaming you for something is, I can't even imagine how frustrating it must be. And then not to receive the support you need to recover from that. I am not surprised when I see these figures on frequent job-related stress way it works is that RAND does a survey of just general survey of, of working adults in the U.S. and then they do a survey of teachers. And I think a lot of people would say, oh, my, my life has been stressful over the last few years. This has been stressful for me. But it, it's not the level of stress we're seeing among teachers that is just so much higher and that there aren't adequate support to help that, that instead you, you know, you're in a job where Often you don't have your prep period. You might not have time to eat lunch or use the bathroom more than once a day. You're getting asked to purchase your own supplies. That message is not one that would make people want to choose that career. You can hear an extended version of my interview with Ms. Pelica on the Radio Labor website at radiolabor.net. Now here is the British singing group, The Workers.
And that's it. Labor news you can use. You can listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.